All right. Recut. And we're and we're back. Part two. Here we are. Part two of the podcast. R two A. We were R one A. Now we're R two. With some spoilers. Everybody died. Thanos came. <laughs> Thanos didn't come. Um. <laughs> so, one of the things I want to talk about that I kind of already talked about with the guys, um, and didn't elaborate who's, on. Who's the guys? Use the guys. I was telling that to the viewers that I already talked about a little bit with you. But, uh, something I didn't, that I haven't really seen elsewhere is that... <laughs> oh, damn. Matt. Bless you, Matt. Gross. Sorry. I thought I um, muted it on my mic, but apparently I didn't. You're gonna sneeze. You'd do it on your own I'm, time. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Doctor Strange and Black Panther are in possession of the two last Infinity Gems. Um, I say Doctor Strange has time. So, Doctor Strange, I mean, the only two left are time and soul. And it could be up in the air for who has which. Um, The reason being, Black Panther in the comics can communicate with uh, his ancestors, former Black Panthers. and that would make sense for the Soul Stone, but also if he can communicate. Why? Because he's black. <laughs> oh, <wow>. damn! <laughs> um, he does have soul. I mean, he did play James I don't think they're Brown just gonna do... in another movie before he was. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they're just gonna randomly introduce ghosts into the Marvel universe. Um, I feel like having the Soul Stone would be a good explanation for that. Um, mm-hmm. But by that same token, like by that same token, black man. Um, <laughs> good. He, he could be communicating with past Black Panthers and his ancestors with the use of the Time Stone. So I mean, it could go either way, really. Like, yeah, uh, it's possible. I don't know. I think I can't really say. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Doctor Strange doesn't have any stone, and Black Panther has the Soul Stone, and Time Stone is still up in the air on where that's going. I'm guessing the Eye of Agamotto or Agamotto is gonna be. One of the stones, his little what is pendant that? thing that oh. gives him. Okay, it's a little pendant. It's just thing. like it then it's like all the heroes have stones. Yeah, it'd be a lot. Why, we need another villain to have a stone. Yeah, how many are there again? Um, five. So... There's six. I yes. Think. Yeah. Okay. There's I don't six. know. Yeah. We're we're good nerds. Isn't it one on each um, one on, e- one on each hand, and then there's one in the center of the back hand. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Um. We're good well, nerds. I was saying, based on watching the movie, based on a uh, civil war, I was theorizing that the soul stone is in T'Challa's necklace, because uh, like when he's fighting Bucky uh, without his suit on one scene, he gets like punched in the face, he gets thrown back, and then like they do a close up on him, and then a close up on his necklace, and then he goes back and like starts fighting again, and now he's like super like. I can see that, the I shit out of Bucky, and uh, the whole idea of like the warrior being passed down through generations—it's probably just like the necklace being passed down mm-hmm. from warrior to warrior, and yeah. that allows you to interact with all the other ancestors. That's also—he had the ring. Yeah, um, I don't oh, know. That's well, no, because he's passed around like a the, ring and a necklace. It'd be weird. It's not the ring. The ring is just his dad's, and his dad wasn't. Oh, I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. In comics, he was a Black Panther. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, then maybe. Maybe it's the ring. I don't know. Well, no, because he already... He was, the, he was Black Panther already. T'Challa was. Before he got the ring. Yeah, I guess. It's possible. We don't know. 
Um, all right. And since we're on the Infinity Stones, uh, Vision has one on his forehead. Mm-hmm. He does. There was a part in the movie, so at the airport scene, um, speaking of the airport scene, what I wanted to say earlier about my, I'm really disappointed in my movie theater because nobody reacted to Ant-Man providing a distraction and becoming Giant-Man, which was the coolest thing yeah. in the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, that was awesome. He just became Giant-Man. Our theater awesome. liked that, I think, when we first saw it. It was so cool. I was, I was alone in the theater, like, yeah! Yeah. Like nobody else, everyone else is just stone faced. Like, yes, he is big now. <laughs> you, nobody reacted to that. Everyone really, else in the, yeah. the two best moments. I'm really surprised with, I'm really surprised with the, my movie theater being on this island. Like, everyone was pretty like on par with what was going on. Like, there was a couple of dudes in the back who were like super knowledgeable <laughs> in comic stuff, and I was like, how? Where are you getting your comics? There's no comic store here. <laughs> the they airdrop them, right? <laughs> they come, they come wrapped in, or they come like uh, rolled up and stuck in a little bottle. <laughs> Just wait till it floats on onto the island. Yeah. Oh, we uh, finally got the no. action comics one. <laughs> I uh, what I okay, so I don't know, Red. I, I wanted your opinion on this because uh, I know you were looking forward to it. Uh, the Ant Man on. Uh, on the, the yes. arrow. Riding Hawkeye's arrow? Yeah. Um, I was super excited for it, but then yeah. when I watched it, I felt like it was very... Like... It was pretty lackluster. Down, throttled. Yeah. Like, it um, was funny when he went into the suit and, like, fucked shit up. But, yeah. like, I wanted to see the punch. I wanted to see, like, yeah, yeah. Ant-Man... So I never... Set, like, I never read that Avengers comic that had happened originally. But mm-hmm. in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Hero TV sh- cartoon, um, they did it really, really well. Like, Ant-Man was riding on the arrow, and he shot it through, like, four buildings through tiny little windows. And Ant-Man jumps up and gets big and, like, punches a dude in the jaw. And it's, like, the coolest scene. Like, it's so dude, cool. I wish he would have done that. Like, it was cool he yeah. got in the suit, like you said. But, yeah, if he had, like... Well, I'm really hopeful that, like, now that he's, like, getting big to, like... That in the next movie, they work <laughs> on, like, an Ant-Man sort of fighting style where he's, like... Changing size like the whole time, like fighting, like yeah, yeah. and beginning and getting all wombo, then getting all mini while he's fighting, like wombo. Yeah, well, um, especially because Wasp is going to be in the next Ant Man movie, so that could yeah. kind of play into it. Yeah, yeah, I just hope they do like more like size changing combat, like more than just like I'm going to get small and punch you, like actually changing <laughs> size between punches and kicks and stuff like that. It'd be really mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> but uh, so I. Went on, we went on a big tangent, but we were talking about I was talking about the vision. So after the airport, um, Falcon is flying away, or no, the Captain America and Bucky get away on a on a Avenger, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. War Machine and Iron Man are following them, and Falcon is coming behind them to slow them down so Captain Bucky can get away. They Stark says to Vision that he needs help, like they have a bogey, like he's talking about Falcon, like get him off our back. Vision, to me, just looks up, like, completely, like, cold-heartedly, and just launches, like, a huge blast at, like, Falcon. Like, that was a huge blast. Like, it's the one, like, in the trailer that, like, brought down War Machine, like, he crashed. Yeah. Spoiler, he's paralyzed. Like, but he was aiming that at Falcon? Like, yeah. I'm wondering, because we don't know what happened to Ultron. I'm assuming he, like, absorbed Ultron in some way, and we're gonna see, in the future, a Vision going bad again. That could be, that or, could be cool. Not again in the movies, but 
and a, vi- a vision going bad because in the comics he goes bad from time to time because he's be like has like Ultron inside of him. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. he absorbed Ultron some way. Like in the the Rage of Ultron hardcover, like they finally got rid of Ultron by like Vision absorbing him. Hmm. So I'm assuming like they did that some way in the movie, and Ultron's gonna come back. Like you can't really get rid of Ultron. Um, well, isn't isn't the way Vision was created was based off of like Ultron's yeah like, upload? Well, wouldn't he's like be... Ultron and Jarvis combined, mm-hmm. right? So wouldn't it be just like just parts of Ultron is in him because that's how it started out? I guess before Jarvis jumped in, but like, at, but I'm kind of just like referencing like the very last scene, in, or not the very last, but like the last Ultron bot in Age of Ultron, like, it was him and Vision talking, like, in the forest, and you just see a flash of light. Oh, yeah. And that's it. I mean, well, they showed him... Oh, use... yeah, they don't show exactly they what he did. Yeah, him... yeah, I'm assuming Ultron got away. They showed him using the beam, uh, the, the same one that he used to try to shoot at. Falcon. Well, it wasn't a beam, it was a really bright, like, yellow flash. Like, it wasn't, like, a beam like that. It was just a bright mm-hmm. flash. So I'm assuming he did something with, like, the Joan, the, the, Joan, the stone to <laughs> manipulate it. Trying to say gem and stone. Gem, <laughs> it's possible. Um, yeah. I'm, okay. That's... So he and like when like they asked him, he's like, "Oh, it was a miscalculation." It's like well, you're gonna explode Falcon. <laughs> well, see the way I well, when I before hearing your theory, the way I perceived it was that like they fucked up, by, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and yeah. got angry. Yeah, and yeah. He was just gonna shoot a blast at Falcon's wing, which wouldn't be that big of a deal, but he like. Because of his anger, totally missed. And Maybe. Yeah, I figured it was tied to Scarlet Witch. Because he even later ahead. in the in the movie, you know, when Tony asks the Vision, like, "Hey, what happened?" He's like, "I don't know. I guess I must have been distracted. I didn't think that was possible." And then Tony looks at Scarlet Witch, and then back at the Vision goes, "Yeah, me either." So I totally think that's what it was. Like. He's like crushing on mm. Scarlet Witch pretty hard. He's like, "Well, this isn't gonna stand." And like he, mm-hmm. I think he's one of those. Uh, is because Vision sometimes in the comics, like he can, even though he's an android, he can get very emotional, and he has these quick like outbursts of power. Where it's like, yeah, he's more than just like, you know just an android like he could be like a huge power player if he wants to and i think that's what that was yeah, yeah. we're teasing at um speaking yeah. of power player when hawkeye came to the uh, uh avengers the facility to bust out scarlet witch that was an oh, awesome man. scene i yeah. love for sure so you're talking about good. um the female characters earlier i think that their relationship with the the male Avengers is really cool because, like, I mean, apart from like Scarlet Witch and Hulk kind of being like forced together, like or Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. and Hulk kind of being forced together in the last movie, like it didn't really make much sense. But like, apart from that, um, they kind of it seems like the females look at the guys as like sort of like a brotherly kind of bond. It's not like, yeah. it's just a guy I should impress. Like, it's like, like, Hawkeye is like an older brother to Scarlet Witch at this point. Um, the Hawkeye's reason. kind of like a dad to all the Avengers. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> the reason, uh, Black dad Widow Avengers. betrayed Tony is because, like, 
her and Cap uh, have like a history from like the Winter Soldier. Like, like he's like the person to like get the closest to her and know like who the real Natasha is. Yeah. So they definitely yeah. have like more than just like oh I should impress this guy, which is cool. And then now there's like yeah. the budding relationship with Vision and Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, which is cool. I'm wondering yeah. if they'll have babies at all in the movie, in the movies. They have this magic user kid named Wiccan. Hmm. Wiccan? Yeah. And he hooks up with uh, Hulkling, which unfortunately I don't think is going to happen because Hulkling is a scroll, right? And that's yeah. over at Fox. Yeah. Damn it. Um. Yeah. But um, what else was there? Oh, Baron Zemo. The the fact that so I, what I thought. His whole plot was that he was going to turn them against each other. And everyone's like, he's going to unleash all these super soldiers that are being cryo-stored. We got we to gotta stop them from unleashing them. What I thought he was going to do was, like, because they kept showing, like, um, in the 90s when uh, Howard Stark was trying to deliver, like, the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. And the Winter Soldier stole it. But I was thinking he was going to, like, drain them for, like, their super soldier serum or something and, like, use that to become stronger. Is this what yeah. he does like, in the comics and all that? Okay. But, like, the fact that he's just like, surprise, I'm killing them, uh, and I want you, the Avengers, to tear themselves apart, and then I kill myself. Like, that was a really, really cool plot twist. Like, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It was a really, yeah. it, that was, like, the most interesting move, like, a, a villain has done in any of the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, I think in some of the Marvel movies, the villains can kind of fall flat. And I feel like Zemo yeah. was the one that, for me, was, like, even though, like, the villains were kind of also like the Avengers in a sense, but like I felt like he was yeah. like one of the most compelling Marvel characters that we've had in a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I he's... love that he has no powers. Like he's mm-hmm. just some regular dude who was just like fucked up because yeah. of Sokovia, mm-hmm. and it's like he was able to get all the Avengers to like turn on each other but, so yeah, easily. I, I... That was really impressive. like he basically just straight up Batman them, and like that's why I like <laughs> he mind game. That's him. why I like the the Marvel universe is because you know their style seems to be yes, this is an average ordinary person, but you don't know who this person can become. Like this is a yeah, guy yeah, who's sure. basically just like an outpost soldier in Sokovia, and yeah. then once he lost everything, he decided to become essentially a one-man like saboteur like he just everything he planned out yeah was so well thought out and like orchestrated like the the torture scenes like this is a pg-13 movie and he just straight up like waterboarded this guy in a way that was (laughs) like Mm -hmm. so insane and over the top like i i literally like had to like kind of look away as he was doing it (laughs) like this is a, like that's the greatest thing about I think Marvel is that when they take the time to do you know moments of clarity with their villains, they're not just like the opposite of you know the hero, like oh, they just want to destroy the ro- the world or you know, yeah, be all powerful when they have personal motivation for what they do like, they can get away with pretty much anything, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that this was, Baron Zemo's plot was a very Doctor Doom-like plot. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna reiterate that I really want to see Doctor Doom in the Marvel like cinematic universe, like more than amazing. like almost anything, like almost more than like seeing Richard Rider potentially. Like I want to see Doctor Doom. Yeah, I think he'd be a really good it's villain good, for the Avengers. I mean, I think they're the next ones to probably get yeah back up. into the MCU. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Spider Man was in it. He was good. Um, we did in, in the comic Civil War. He was between which side he saw the good in both and he started off as like team iron man like pro registration and then he kind of uh switched sides like midway through and became team cap um uh we didn't see that at all in this movie but the second post credit scene was peter parker in his house with his old new wrist thing and it had like a like a Spider-Man logo Spider. and a little interface yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. He said to, I think he was saying to his Aunt May that a guy named Steve came by and he was from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so Robert Downey Jr. has been confirmed for Spider-Man Homecoming. I think we're going to see more of that sort of Spider-Man being pulled in different directions in his own movie. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, because, that would make sense because... The, like, when like, he was fighting... Really Captain America, like he had, like they had a bonding moment in the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like I'm guessing, like Tony's gonna be like wants to be his sort of role model and like father figure type person. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's like his sort of uh, Peter Parker's sort of mindset is more akin to Steve Rogers. Yeah, uh, yeah, Do, I agree. Do you yeah. think for Homecoming that this may lead to a new costume, like say the Iron Spider? From Tony to kind of Probably win him not. over a bit. Um, maybe actually now <laughs> just like a birthday gift. <laughs> yeah, since Tony's gonna be in it, like he might just like pick it up as a hobby well, and like decide. They to... said that they're he's gonna have a bunch of different costumes, right? Or yeah, I think in the uh, homecoming. I think they definitely they will change the suit in the next one, just because like when you think about it in Civil War, like Tony basically made Spider-Man's costume in like a day because he picks him up and then yeah. by the time they're fighting them. They're like, it's been 24 hours and I have to bring you in. So it's like, of course, the Unless costume... he already made it. Yeah, he just already had... That's possible, I guess. But I just assumed that maybe he just, like, had made it really fast. And maybe that's why it wasn't, like... I don't know. I still like the costume. But I was just thinking maybe that's why it might, like, not look as, like, crazy as everyone else's stuff. Is like, it was something that he kind of just, like, put together. But, yeah, I don't know. I really like the spider light thing, just... It was a really cool nod to like the classic Spider-Man stuff because like that used to be yeah. like in the comics a lot more than it is now, and I just always thought that was so like it's kind of cheesy, but like it's still like really fun, and it would just be cool to see that in the movies more. And there's a cool twist to make it like Stark esque. I yeah. I just want that Spider Jeep. That's all I want. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's all I want. Just just get Spider-Man and the Spider Jeep. And like he just drive around town with Tony, Macanone. He's got that uh, Spider Mobile yeah. <laughs> in the comic coming out right now. Um, I don't really know how what direction Black Panther is gonna go in. Really, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. I've only, I only know of a couple like Black Panther storylines, and one involves the scrolls. So I don't think that's gonna be that. I mean, but. they did. They still have it set up from Age of Ultron, where Ulysses Claw is still out and about. So maybe 
to replace his hand, he goes back for revenge for being branded a thief and maybe you know gets the vibranium because maybe they figured out well like through a security leak or something oh they have the winter soldier and they try to go and do something where it's like they're trying to break out the winter soldier and use him for uh weaponary purposes because you know like he's already pretty dangerous enough with that whole uh hydra coating that that he has Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe they might do something where they try to, you know, uh, give him vibranium attachments or something to make him kind of like the um, like the ultimate, you know, weapon, if you will, because that's still a pretty big chess piece that they you know have on that table. Like him just being put in cryogenic stasis, like it does nothing because they've done that before and he's still gotten out. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like whenever someone finds out about about him and his existence, it's always a countdown of where can I find this person and get him to do my bidding. So he's like the world's most dangerous uh, chess piece at this point. Because uh, mm, you know, yeah. if Steve doesn't get to him, then someone else will. And like nine times out of ten, they're going to try to figure out a way to weaponize this guy or possibly, you know create more if that's even possible i so as you're talking i was looking up um i couldn't get any concrete sort of uh results on it but in the comics <laughs> as you were talking i wasn't listening to anything you were saying no, i was listening but I, was, I was also doing research i was multitasking that's my superpower um I, I couldn't get any concrete like results on it but in the comics Black Panther and Namor are pretty much, like, mortal enemies. Yeah. And, like, I remember hearing that, like, Namor's film rights reverted back to Marvel, but Universal also has them, and, like, I was looking that up, but I couldn't get anything, but, like, that could be interesting if, like, yeah, they just show up, like, Namor is, like, his, his villain in the Black Panther movie. I know Sam said that Namor was in Kevin Feige's, like, IMDb Pro thing, like, where it's still, mm. like, listed under his projects. Like, it's probably not going to happen. Like, there's probably not going to be a Namor movie, but, like, I guess yeah. that still means, like, they probably have the rights or they could use him if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it's possible. Some, it's know. probably, like, one of the few people who's, like, a fan of Namor. Um, I just want to point this out. I don't think they're going to probably use him right away because as cool as it would be to see him uh fight the fan i mean fight with a black panther i think what's going to happen is that they're going to wait uh until they can somehow get the rights to fantastic four because that would like that's the best introduction for that character Mm -hmm. especially with all the history that he has with reed richards and and of course sue storm and and the human torch like they I think they're going to hold off on that until like around 2020, around that time, when they will possibly get the rights back. Because like as of now, maybe there's nothing that fan like Fox is nothing for Fantastic Four, <laughs> and I doubt they'll. Like maybe they'll try to do another one by then, so they can keep the rights from reverting. But at this point, I think their main focus is just anything with the X character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially after Deadpool. 
Yeah. Uh, we forgot to mention this in like the sort of like news bit in the last part, but um, apparently Marvel is dedicated to a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Actually, That's cool. IMDb about... says it. It's announced, not just a uh, rumored. Oh. So. I mean, hopefully, because like Marvel, I think is on the ball when it comes to, like pushing out strong, you know, uh, female characters, especially in their comics. So it's really cool to see that, you know, coming, you know, to the movies. But my main thing is, I hope they don't just do a female Jason Bourne, but yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Because if they do it mm-hmm. right, they have the potential to, like, do a really great storyline. Honestly, I've never yeah. really read any Black Widow-centric comics. Um, but I'm reading the current series, the... By Mark Wade, Chris Omni, and Matt Wilson. Yeah, and it's pretty awesome. Like I'm only on the it's second amazing. issue. It's amazing. Agreed. Yeah, those those I three is two, really good too. Those first two issues, like the action, and just so like good. how they put you in the story, it's like yeah, that's it's they, like 100 um, percent cinematic. Yeah, yeah. So I know like fans been wanting like Black, a Black Widow standalone movie for a while, but uh, and I was like, well, she's. Her and like Hawkeye are kind of like supporting characters, blah blah blah. Like, but actually, after reading that, like, I'm totally on board. Like, if they do anything like like this comic series is so far, like, would be really cool. So, it seems like and she was really film... really oh, cool in sorry, she was really cool in Winter Soldier. Like, she had like a much bigger role than she did in Avengers or Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't just like sex appeal. She was like yeah, a human weapon. She's gonna wreck everyone. So, yeah, I feel like Black Widow's the one where like. That one's going to be the closest one for me personally, where it could either be really cool or it could like not really go well. Like, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with it, but like knowing how Marvel's been in the past, I'm sure they could pull it off. But that yeah. one's going to probably be the hardest one to convince people to go see it, I feel like, because maybe like you were saying, like a lot of people do think she's just a supporting character or I don't know. Like, I'm not saying I necessarily think that, but We'll have to see, like, what they end up doing with it. But it could be really cool, especially depending on what characters they kind of, like, tie into it. Hawkeye's supporting character would be cool, but... Yeah, I agree um, with that. Moving back to Civil War stuff. Uh, so we were wrong in, like, what we were kind of discussing. Nobody, nobody died. Yeah. Nobody Which, did. I'm going to ask something. I saw That's the movie it. twice, and both times, I kind of wanted War Machine to die. And I was kind of wondering what you guys thought about that. That sounds kind of racist, racist, Matt. Matt. <laughs> That's very racist. <laughs> That's no, like, is, this is the most racist thing you've you know said what? all day. All day. I mean, it was amazing, is, though. I'm not, no. You were doing so good, Matt. You like, did, the whole time. So well. like, not <laughs> one racist comment. Yeah. And then, you're dead like, to Chris. Like, no, I don't. Matt, damn it. No, Matt's not really racist. But yeah, I, I kind of expect him to. Says the other white person in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, I, man. <laughs> I expected him to die, actually, to be honest. I thought he yeah, was, like, was going like to die. To me, personally, I just feel like he's the most, like, one-dimensional character in the MCU right now. Like, he's just not, like, yeah. really... To me, he's not really that interesting. And <laughs> His, his like, personality think, is hashtag Team Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, I feel like it was kind of like what Harrison Ford has said about Han Solo dying in Force Awakens. Like, I feel like... War Machine, yeah, again, but uh, I feel like War Machine's 
character would have had more like it would have had more gravity to the story if he had died, and it would have like <laughs> I don't know. You would have made changed. more of an interesting character if he just no died. Pun or she... No pun well, intended with him falling, but <laughs> um, well the I think the there writers... was a death. I think there was a death when you think about it in the philosophical sense because as much as this movie his career is like, over as War Machine. <laughs> Like as much as this movie was titled Civil War, it was really kind of like the like the Avengers storyline, Avengers Disassembled. Yeah, uh, it was. In the, yeah, you know, because it's like, think about it. Like this is one of the few, and this is why I like it. You know, it's definitely in one of my top in the top three for me. Is like the one of the best Marvel movies because this is like one of the few Marvel movies where there is no, you know the day is saved and yeah. the heroes ride off into the sunset for the next adventure. Like very clearly Baron Zemo wins. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely he, like at the, at the very end of the movie or, uh, 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 God, uh, I, I forget his name. Martin the Freeman's actor. character. Yeah. Martin Bilbo? Freeman's character. <laughs> Bilbo. Yes. Uh, he's like, so how, how does it feel knowing that this is where you ended up? And he goes, this is exactly where I want it to be. This is, this is everything yeah. I can hope for. Like, this guy single-handedly did what Ultron and Loki could not do. And he and mm-hmm. destroyed the Avengers. Well, Loki like, sucks. So. Do you know, think, no, uh, he doesn't. Millions of girls on Tumblr cannot be wrong, Brad. <laughs> oh, my God. Does anyone else think, like, uh, Martin Freeman's character... Well, is he anybody in the comics? I mean, he's uh, he's a liaison to Black Panther. Yeah, in the comics. Oh. He said his, or I don't know if he said it, but people have said his role is going to be bigger in the future. That's what so. I was going to say because, like, it's yeah. Martin Freeman. Like, why why did you pick this if it's just like, um, that's what I'm gonna Sam was saying too. Put you in a box and talk to you all smug. <laughs> I mean, well, he can't get away with it if Martin Freeman put you in a box and got smug with you. Would you question it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me out of here, Bilbo. Um, shit, what was I gonna say? One thing I thought was funny about the end, though, was with with that letter where Steve Rogers is basically like to Iron Man, he's like, "the uh, the Avengers are yours, probably more than they are mine." And then he might as well say at the end, "But I still have all of them, and we're yeah. leaving you, <laughs> and you're all alone." Like, I just thought it was so funny. It was like the ultimate like slap in the face. Uh, I, <laughs> also, so sorry was... for being a dick and not telling you about your parents. My bad. <laughs> yeah. This movie was really personal yeah. for both both Captain America and Iron Man. Like, it was a matter of like his like Iron Man was fighting for like redemption, and then he started at the end. He was fighting because Winter Soldier was the cause of his parents' death. Um, and Captain America was fighting to hold on to like something from like what his life was like mm-hmm. the last like. In it earlier, Peggy Peggy Carter died. Um, so, like, Winter Soldier's his last connection back to like his life before being frozen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was like a very personal movie, despite it being having like all of these characters. Like, was it like twelve superheroes in it? Like, it was a massive movie, but it was still very, very like. It had a heart essentially. Like, it was very like close to home for the characters. Yeah, and, and I just love it. Like yeah. at the very, at the very end, it looked like Captain America was gonna kill, like straight up murder Tony Stark. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. bring my shield down and dismember your head. Like I was like, 
as he was doing it. Like, I love that, like, the beaten and, like, broken Tony Stark, like, reverted to, like, didn't really necessarily revert, but, like, his sort of, like, rich, snobby, like, always got his way kid came out. He's like, you can't have that shield. It's my dad's. Leave it. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of like that a few times in the movie, I felt like. Yeah. That, to me, was well, like, one of the you most... killed my mom. That, to me, was one of the most emotional moments. Like, for him, like, that was, like, the ultimate dick move to pull that card. Like, that's my dad shit. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It was It was definitely you know? Tony Stark's way of, like, getting the last word. Like, he knows yeah. he got his ass kicked, but, like, he still has to be the cynical, like, I'm just, like, you can't shut me up kind of thing. Yeah, yeah like, his yeah. ego won't let him. It was yeah. very much like a kid, like, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Like. <laughs> this is one of those movies where and I, I feel like the writers came out and said it best like it wasn't about the costumes it was about the people and yeah. mm-hmm. I think they did For that sure. incredibly, incredibly well so I saw the movie with like a my group of friends from back home and I was sitting next to my friend Archie and he doesn't really know anything about uh like superheroes apart from like the movies we watch shout um, out to Archie yeah shout out to Archbomb uh and when t'challa first showed up i leaned over to archie and like that's my boy and he's like huh okay <laughs> and after the movie he's like black panther was so cool i didn't know that guy was gonna be black panther i didn't know what you were talking about that guy was awesome and like he was just like in love with black panther throughout the movie i'm like dude black panther is awesome yeah. i'm glad that like Agreed. people are like responding so well to him because like he was also, again, going back to it, he was also in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes TV show. And, like, his role was so cool. And, like, he's not really, like, on the center stage and, like, anything in Marvel, for the most part. I'm glad, like, he's getting, like, a bigger role because he's a really, really cool character. Because, like, the biggest thing that I wish they would do is, and I don't know if they'll be able to do it with, like, the whole rights thing, but Black Panther is one of those characters that constantly shows you how badass he is essentially by just like the smallest things that no one would think to do like the the issue where like he's confronted by the silver surfer and he just literally like flips over him and chokes him the hell out like <laughs> you just choked Damn. out a herald of galactus like it yeah. was nothing like i mean we've all done it <laughs> um he was uh his fighting style was really cool he seemed like yeah the only one of the only person that didn't just use like vague like sort of like mixed martial arts moves, but he used like an actual like stylized like perfected fighting style. It, yeah, he owned up to like the Black Panther namesake. He like landed mm-hmm. on all fours. Like he used the claws and really cool. I really and liked how there wasn't any... he was. Yeah, I love that. Like, like whenever he'd hit the ground, it was just yeah. quiet. I love yeah. that when uh. Winter Soldier was running on the rooftop. You see a shadow like go over him, and like Black mm-hmm. Panther just lands and gets up. Or like when he's fighting him in the cafe, and like he gets a, or he like jumps onto the stairs. He just gets up and like gives him, like a smug look. Like I just did that. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it was, it's too badass. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that made him really like interesting too was the way he would like take his mask off. Like, especially at the end with Baron Zemo, where he, like, could have just, like, stood behind Baron Zemo in his mask and whatever and talked to him. But he, like, took his mask off to have this, like, heart-to-heart with him, basically being, like, I was wrong about wanting to kill Bucky. 
but like yeah. I'm not gonna kill you because I'm not gonna sink to that level. Like I thought he, really, he was another really character, character that was the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he went from like Bucky killed my dad. Nobody can convince me otherwise. I'm gonna kill him, or he didn't call him Bucky, but I'm gonna kill him. Nobody convinced me otherwise, and then he kind of like realized he was wrong. Like he owned up to his mistake. <laughs> well, he didn't realize. He heard from Baron Zemo himself. That that's true. <laughs> plus, he, he also. Plus, he also saw the beatdown that Rob, that that Tony and Steve were giving each other. It's like, damn, these white people crazy. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't, <laughs> I ain't going out like he, that. <laughs> what I mean is that he had to. He sort of realized that like he could have killed Baron Zemo at the end. Like, yeah, Winter Soldier didn't kill my dad. You did. I should kill you. But he sort of like right. learned that like revenge exactly, is like, the best yeah. answer. Like, yeah. He saved him from killing himself. Because that's really cool. He just like grabbed the bullet. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. And then he so says, cool. "You know, like dying is easy, but living is hard. And the living are not." He said, done "The living aren't done with you yet." Yeah. yeah, like that moment gave me chills. I'm like, "Shit." Mm-hmm. The only thing with Black Panther that I wasn't quite sure about, or like how it worked, was the part where, like, when Iron Man is going to Siberia or whatever, when he first leaves the carrier to like fly over there, like. And they pan down, and Black mm-hmm. Panther's just in the jet. Like I was kind of confused, like how he would have known like, where to go, or like I don't know. Yeah, when, exactly. Like how he knew kind of, when I mean, like, well, keep in mind one of Black Panther's abilities is like he's very perceptive of things, and he can like see things that's not, you know, that like the common eye wouldn't see. Like when, uh, except for who actually killed his dad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> He did see the news truck and, and tried to get his yeah. dad out of the way because uh, it's kind of like I he just, almost like he heard it like from like hundreds of feet up like he heard it from that one that one room because that is one of I his wanna, abilities. I just want to point out that I was uh, right in my prediction of Black Panther's involvement in all of this and that his dad <laughs> was going to be killed at the UN meeting. And that Bucky was going to be framed. That was the yeah. one theory that I that was right that Bucky was going to be framed about a lot of the, not well no yeah yeah Bucky was going to be it was framed kind of about a few things it was, that that part was kind of apparent because like in the trailer he's like the people or he goes like I don't do that anymore and see so he goes people that think you did are coming for you yeah yeah I wonder if like ignorant white people are going to protest the Black Panther movie when it comes out <laughs> just because of the name Black Panther. We'll see. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I wore a Black Panther shirt to to see Civil War Thursday night, and I shit you not. As soon as I like got in the theater and took the shirt off, because I was sitting next to a, a white guy, he looked at the shirt, and he like nudges his wife a bit, and then he looks at it like like I didn't see him do it. And he kind of like tries to sneak and do it, but he's like leaning in. It's like, oh, that's one of the characters, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's right there. Like, what else would it be? It's people, man. <laughs> but, um, what we didn't really discuss, I guess, is that the movie was really, really funny. Yeah. And there were a lot of like funny moments that weren't just like, like in the Avengers yeah. and Age of Ultron. It was just like Iron Man, like one liner, bing, boom. Like, it was a lot of like sort of visual humor too. Yeah, mm. I love especially, especially with, with Ant Man when he got bro. swatted, basically. Which one? The part where Ant Man basically got like buzzed by one of Black Widow's like shooter things. I forgot what they're called, but like he basically gets like, bug zapped yeah. to the wall. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also my favorite part was the Star uh, Wars takedown, like the ATAT yeah, style. Mm-hmm. That was pretty. Good. That was pretty damn awesome. I knew that was coming as soon as Giant Man got big and Spider Man swinging around. Like they're gonna yep. Star Wars it. Like it's gonna happen. Um, I I really loved when like the whole car scene. Like, yes. when they were meeting up with that Sharon was my Carter. Favorite. Like, Can you move your seat up a little bit? No. Yeah. yeah like when he, when he kisses her, like, it just looks at the car. And they're, they're just, just like, like smirking. Yeah, and like, yeah buddy. <laughs> that was so good. That was because, like, yeah. those, oh two, those two scenes in succession, because, like, both of the two, uh, um, Sam and Bucky, are, like, angry at each other. Like, Bucky's, like, in yeah. your chair. And Sam's, like, no. And then, like, the next scene, they're, like, both nodding their head in agreement for Cap. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. well, it also, right after, it, like, between those two, it cuts to the car again, and Bucky is just kind of like sliding over, like <laughs> just <laughs> moving seat up. So good. And that that, that was part really like funny. saved that part like saved that scene because kind of like we like mentioned earlier, that part where Sharon Carter kissed Steve Rogers was like the most like forced thing in the entire movie. <laughs> it, like there was, was no business like... in that happening. It was like super uncomfortable. <laughs> she only... Yeah, that's how it felt. It was like, oh, you're a yeah. Carter, huh? And then he just like <laughs> winks at her. And then I want candy. If you, I yeah. want to say this. Let it be known. If you are a Carter, Cap, we will try to find a way to tap it. You're going to get smooched. You're going to get that tongue. Sarah <laughs> Carter just died. She just died. Peggy. Is that Peggy? Peggy Carter. And like a Carter. day later, be a pair, Peg, why yeah, did I say Sharon? Sure. Yeah, Peggy Carter like just died. And like, yeah, by the way, Cap. What's up? Like, like we doing I was this? Watching you, like you, you still want to do laundry together? Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was goofy. All right, I think it's about time to wrap her up. Yeah. Um. Sounds final. Good. Any final thoughts or final sentiments about Civil War? Or... I definitely mm-hmm. recommend seeing it. Yeah, I recommend oh. Matt seeing it. Certified good movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Two of the best. Yeah. Um, final bit, kind of, uh, as like an afterthought. Uh, Saturday was free comic book day. One of the comic books that came out was uh, Civil War Two Number Zero. Apparently, it has something to do with uh, Thanos. In that, uh, he's so a current like storyline is that like Shield is using the co- the cosmic cube to like mind erase like supervillains to like put them in like a weird penitentiary i guess thanos was coming to earth to steal back the cosmic cube that mm. was the preview to civil war 2 i have no idea no, right. they're i don't know hashtag team thanos or something I don't know. <laughs> okay but yeah civil war's out civil war 2 is coming out soon the comic book not the movie and civil war the comic book not the movie has been out for 10 years and you should read it it's by mark miller and he's a really nice guy mark my life comic no, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. <laughs> Anyways, I think we're ready to wrap it up. All right, what's uh, the so what's the socials? Seven. Socials. Oh, we're uh at R V R V R V I E W S the number two astonish on Twitter and Facebook.com slash reviews to astonish full the full word reviews. Yeah, and. It's, and it's the the word to like T O, not the number two. So Facebook.com slash reviews to astonish. Uh Twitter.com slash R to astonish. 
Yeah. Just reviews to astonish without the E. Yes. It's, it was too long. It couldn't fit. So I made a executive. <laughs> and R two A is currently taken by a suspended account. That's weird. So that's awesome. Civil war. Um, We're gonna fight them. And lastly, reviews. Reviews to astonish dot com is our website. Yeah. Where we'll do some blog stuff and some reviews and this podcast. We got the goods, guys. Is the podcast is the podcast just on iTunes or it's on iTunes and it's on our website. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, uh, guys. Have a beautiful night. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>